Welcome to Blackhawks Insider, the official podcast of the Chicago Blackhawks, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. I'm Carter Baum, and coming up on today's episode, Colby Cohen and I look at the first four games of the 2021-22 season for the Blackhawks, the steps that they were able to take in the home opener against the Islanders, a disappointing result at the end of the game, but by and large, some building blocks starting to be formed that the team can continue to build on as they go through the season. And then we chat with the newly reacquired Eric Gustafson, a long conversation with him about what it was like to be traded away from the Blackhawks a few years ago, a casualty of being an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, where his journey has gone since then, and the excitement, the emotions that his family went through, uh, getting the call that they were wanted back in Chicago, signing with the Blackhawks, and their readjustment back to the city that they call home here in the United States. All that and more coming up right now on Blackhawks Insider, presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. It's all about the drive. Blackhawk season is just around the corner. There's nothing like a season change to remind you to make sure your car is running safely. Your local Chevy dealers have you covered this season with all your service needs. Stay on top of all your standard vehicle maintenance to keep your car in its best shape. Schedule your oil changes, your brake checks, and tire rotations today. Head to ChevyDriveChicago.com to find your local dealer. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. Welcome into Blackhawks Insider, Carter Baum alongside Colby Cohen. And uh, Colby, a lot has happened in the last nine, ten days since we recorded an episode. Four games into the 2021-22 NHL season. That's a mouthful to say, by the way. But uh, the Blackhawks, on paper, you look at the record, an 0-3-1 start, not what you want to see coming out of the gate. But I think as we sit here Wednesday afternoon recording this episode, specifically coming off of the home opener on Tuesday against the Islanders, you can start to see some of these pieces coming together. The team got the start they wanted in the first period, really a dominant performance in the first period. The only thing they didn't get was the goal, the opening goal, and that seemed to be just the difference in the game was the Islanders hung around. They got a couple bounces. They got a couple goals. And from there, you could kind of see the the momentum start to shift. Um, but I think it was an important step for the team overall. You're starting to put everything together, and you really saw what this team can be in that first period where they're flying from end to end, scoring chances left and right. I mean, the Islanders would have had four shots on goal in the entire period, if not for a late power play late in the first on that one. Yeah, I mean, the reality is is that had the first three games not gone the way they did, last night would have been played pretty hard for 45, 50 minutes of 60 minutes. They didn't get the right bounces, and you just you move on to the next game. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the first couple of games didn't go the way everybody had hoped. Uh, so now that game last night is magnified and the result isn't what you want four to one. But the reality is, is the chances, the chances for more importantly, the chances against the goals were three of the four goals were unassisted last night, which tells me the Islanders didn't really make dazzling plays. These were turnovers and, and, 
bounces that that went against the Blackhawks, kind of self-inflicted, which in a way, early in a season, you can correct. It'd be one thing if you go out there and you play four games in a row where the team is clicking on all cylinders and losing every night. Correct. And that's where you worry. As a GM, as a coach, you start to worry. But when your team is not firing on all cylinders and there's things that are easily correctable, then you can say, we have the right personnel. We have the right group. We just need to execute cleaner. And I think that's the word. It's just got to be cleaner. And when you're a little bit fragile based on early results, 0-0 games are scary because one nothing in hockey, it's not a hard thing to overcome. But when you have a little bit of a fragile, fragile mentality because results early on weren't ideal, it becomes a little more of a tall task. And I think that's what happened last night against the Islanders. I think two periods of hockey, the Blackhawks really took it to them, but the the Islanders did what they do. They they were up one nothing. They hung around. They hung around. They don't beat themselves. They really make you work for every opportunity. They don't give you a lot of free ice, and they were able to come out on top. Now, the team is absolutely trending in a better direction after the game against the Islanders. There's a lot of good things. They they gave up f- less than five, I think it was four high danger chances the entire game, which is very good for an NHL game. I mean, you rarely see a team give up less than five high danger chances in a game. That's a complete effort. Mm-hmm. That, that's, a, that's a structured, complete effort. Now, a few of those breakdowns end up in the back of your net, and that's the difference of the game. Their goaltender made made some timely saves. But ultimately, yeah, I think that uh, the team has something to build off of. They've now got some film where they can feel good about certain things. You can show areas of possession and and um, positives rather than just, hey, we constantly need to be this and this and this and this. Everything needs to be better. It's now there might be one or two things they take a look at today on the video and tomorrow. Special teams continues to be good. The penalty kill continues to to play well. The power play last night didn't score, but didn't kill momentum. Had good looks, had good action at the net, is evolving. Starting to see more looks out of that first power play group. Seth Jones is is finding his stride here in Chicago, and he's looking more and more comfortable. I think everybody knows what type of player he is and just how good he can be. It takes a new player some time. We chatted with Eric Gustafson, and he kind of talked a little bit about how it does take time to acclimate, no matter how good of a player you are. So there's some things that you can take away from the game against the Islanders that you can build on and and change your frame of mind for the game against Vancouver tomorrow night. You'll hear from Eric Gustafson a little later on in the show, a great conversation with him back in Chicago, we touched on him last week uh, when we talked. It was right after the Blackhawks had signed him, but uh, he's happy to be back in Chicago. But he can also see, like you just said, some of those pieces coming together. You just have to put together the full 60 minutes. And you touched on the little bit of fragility of a couple bad results, and you you've maybe start to feel a little bit of pressure. You could really see that early in the third period. You have you know, a, a turnover breaking out of your own zone, just one bad play ends up in the back of the net. And Jeremy Colleton said after the game, 
the level just kind of dropped off from there. It was a little bit of a, oh no, here we go. Because you had put together such a strong 40 minutes of effort. It can be a little bit demoralizing to have that. But all in all, you have to be able to get back out there. And I think also the hit on Mike Hardman in the corner maybe took a little bit out of the sails of the team. It's kind of riled up the bunch a little bit. New York scores their third goal 30 seconds after that. And from there, you're chasing a game. You're, you're trying to get back into it late. Um, but you, you can really see things come together. And you're starting to see some of those players rise to the occasion. Mike Hardman, I thought, had an incredible game. Uh, in his first game of the season after being called up from Rockford. Uh, he's not going to play on Thursday. He's got a head laceration from a hit that he took, but he brings that type of game that you want to see, the physicality, being able to play with skill. And I thought on Tuesday night, you started to see really all four lines start to contribute, start to get their chances, and you're starting to build that momentum uh, as you as you go forward, which is good to see, especially going into you have – not a whole lot of time to think about it. You go right back to action and on Thursday night against Vancouver and a chance to prove yourself yet again at home. Absolutely. It's um, it's a league where you don't have time to feel sorry for yourself because you play every other night, especially in this part of the year. And with the Olympic break in February, there's going to be a lot more every other day, a lot more back-to-backs. Um, you've got a condensed schedule because the month of February is basically off, you know, a couple weeks for the Olympics, three, four days for the all-star break. It's a lot of time. So those stretches of the schedule where you've got three days off really won't happen often this season. So you got to get back out on the ice. I mean, the only people who are going to dig themselves out of the hole are the players, the coaching staff. I mean, they're going to bear down. They're going to work through these issues. Adversity can make or break a team. I think there's enough veteran presence in this locker room here in Chicago that it shouldn't break and it should be something they can use to make. But ultimately, you brought up a couple of uh, guys who Mike Hardman played his first game of the year last night. He won't play against Vancouver. He's got a head laceration. He's still being evaluated. He brought good energy. He brought good physicality. He's a good player that I think is going to spend this season mostly here in Chicago. I just don't think he's going to be going back and forth or playing a lot of nights in Rockford. Um, And he showed what he could bring in the first two periods of, of Tuesday's game. And it, it made a difference for some of that depth lineup to have that, that presence. Yeah. Because when you want to play relentless hockey and you want to play simple, structured, relentless hockey, you got to be able to play four lines like the Islanders do. I mean, the Islanders, geez, they start their fourth line every game. Cause that's, that's the line that gets them going. So if, if Chicago can match that and and be able to – if Jeremy is able to roll four lines for a majority of the game, it's just going to help in the third period guys like Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves and good things coming. I think we're seeing energy at practice. We're around the locker room. I don't see guys walking around moping. I don't see people hanging their head. I think – at this point, everyone is still really excited to come to the rink. I think guys are ready to play tomorrow. If they could have played today, I think they would have. And I think we just have to wait and see how the results go. But getting that first win, I think, is going to help everyone take a big sigh of relief. One of the things that we saw before Tuesday's game 
all the players are introduced, you know, home opener, the the pomp and circumstance that comes with that. But uh, a, a really cool moment when Jonathan Taves takes the ice for the first time, gets out there, and I think the loudest I've heard the United Center in, in quite some time to see him back out on the ice. Uh, a great pregame ceremony as a whole, you know, recognizing Tony Esposito. You get the whole arena chanting, Tony, Tony, you know, Chris Chelios leading that charge uh, on a video that played on the on the Jumbotron. And you could feel that energy right out of the gate that the Blackhawks had against them for the opening three games. They faced three teams in their home openers on that road trip. And you could tell right out of the gate that it was a different team. Um, how encouraging was it to see that first period as a whole? And uh, like I said earlier, I mean, really got everything but the opening goal, which would have changed things 100%. Yeah, I think that's what you're you're looking for in your start, especially on home ice, especially during a home opener, during a sellout, the first time the building's been full since pre-COVID. So God knows when that was because it feels like March 11th, 2020. Going on I remember for that night hundred years. Very so, vividly, yeah. Oh, my God. So... Again, when you're in this position, Carter, you're trying to find things you can build off of. And as a team that's a part of an 82-game schedule with 78 more hockey games to be played, that's all you need right now. Of course, you want results, and they have not been there. I'm not naive to think that they don't matter. I know people at home are frustrated right now. They're a little bit disappointed it's because they care. I mean, it's a passionate fan base. The players are passionate. The coaching staff is pa- Everybody wants the same thing. So, yes, I'm encouraged by their start. I think that was something that plagued them the first couple of games in the season. And they can build off that. They've showed they can get through a couple of periods of good hockey and play a close game. A close game. But now they're going to have to string together 60 minutes. They're playing Vancouver, who just came off a loss to Buffalo. So you've got a chance to beat them. But at the end of the day, the NHL is going to be hard 78 more times this year. The parity in the league is just so good right now that you don't have a night that you can really be sleepy. Well, a game against Vancouver on Thursday before we send it over to uh, a great conversation with Eric Gustafson. Very open um, just about what the last two years of his life, uh, two and a half years of his life have looked like leaving Chicago, going to three different organizations, now finding his way back, a place that he considers a, a home for him here in the States. Um, what are you looking for out of the gate against Vancouver Thursday night to really start to put some of those pieces together and, and really get a complete performance? Just being clean and energy. I mean, if if the team is clean with the puck and and they're making the right plays, meaning – Make that five-foot pass. When you get to the blue line, if you don't have anything, just get the puck deep. Go get in on the forecheck. The Hawks have had a very effective forecheck throughout the preseason. Hasn't been as effective in the regular season until last night against the Islanders when they did a nice job at disrupting the Islanders' breakouts, getting in on them. But for me, it's it's about energy. It's about execution. You know, be clean with the puck. Don't put your teammate in a bad position. And... Really, you can't win the game against Vancouver on the first shift. So I'm not looking for anything special. I'm not asking for a goal on the first shift. 
you really just need to build every shift. You need to be thorough, be detailed, make sure you know where your your man is defensively. Are you staying on the defensive side of the puck or are you trying to cheat up the ice for a goal? It's about all of these little things, Carter. And ultimately, if you do that over the course of 60 minutes, more times than not, you're going to win the hockey game. Well, we'll see on Thursday night, Vancouver coming to town, the second of four games to open up the home schedule at the United Center. Uh, we'll look forward to that one. We'll talk about the next couple games next week when we get together, but enough of you and I talking about hockey. There's a great conversation we're going to play now with with Eric Gustafson. Like I said, coming back to Chicago, Colby, uh, you you really, you, you tugged at his heartstrings a little bit. Uh, I'm, it was very nice to hear. You know, you got him, you got him a little emotional on uh, on the podcast. Well, the guys are human beings. I, I think that gets lost in the shuffle a lot. And they're not robots. They're not robots. No. They're not. Uh, what are the the What's the movie where they they go from cars? They're not Transformers. Autobots. Transformers. Yeah. yeah, they're not. They're not Transformers. <laughs> they are humans. They have families. They have wives, kids. They're just like everybody else. So it's. Um, it's interesting because I I think that gets lost in the shuffle and the players want to win just like the fans do, maybe even more because they're the ones who are taking it on the chin. So it's good to hear Gus open up a little bit about what, what it was like to be traded from here, a place that he loved, what it was like to get that phone call being brought back here, what it's been like for his family, his friends. I mean, there's, there was some really, you're right. Emotional, open and honest conversation that we had that uh, we hope you all enjoy. Joined now by the newly reacquired Eric Gustafson. And uh, Gus, first off, what is it like to be back in Chicago? Obviously a place you spent so much of your early career, but you've been a couple different stops between here and there back in town you have a couple games under your belt now what's it like to just be back in this organization and, and part of this team uh it feels great uh like you said before i was starting my career here and uh you know the city you know the uh you know the rink you know the staff yeah uh, and like you said too uh, i've been a, around uh with three other teams and it's hard to come into a new team and uh get to know everyone and especially when you have families and kids and stuff like that take care of them too and uh uh, it just felt uh, it felt great to come back here uh, for me and uh, for my family. Uh, uh, we know a bunch of fr- we have a bunch of friends here too, so it's uh, it was uh, it was I-, I was happy when they call. Yeah, I don't think enough people realize the human element of this sport. I, I think a lot of that gets lost, mm-hmm. um, and when you go to a new team. There's major adjustment periods, and I say this on air all the time on on TV. You got to find a new place to have a pregame meal. The meeting times are different. Practice times can be different. I mean, there's all of these little things that add up. And that's why a lot of players take some time to get used to a new team. Um, And I just don't think people have the realization or the understanding that you guys are humans living <laughs> in the world yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean yeah, we're not exactly. you're not just a robot who puts on hockey no. equipment and and comes and plays no no exactly it's uh uh well first when i got traded to calgary it was 
difference you just come there and uh, uh, like you said the time uh, whatever the meetings before games and uh, if they have power plays or pk whatever meetings in the morning uh, you have those routines you do before games too but then you have like a team meeting at that time and it's uh it's a little different and uh, uh it's a little different coming back now you get used to other stuff uh, and other teams before too so uh but uh, uh for sure it's fun to be back and uh, to be back in united center i hope uh, we can bounce back here we had a good game uh, yesterday uh didn't click uh, at uh, when we got there got our chances but uh, I think if we can play the game we did yesterday I think uh, uh, we can have a, a good game yes uh, tomorrow yeah and I kind of want to talk a little more about the the human side of this with you just because I think your story with the Blackhawks is cool um, going back to I remember actually calling the game the winter classic at Notre Dame which was um, you played in that game, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. then you were traded, I think not long after, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. So let's go back to a couple years ago. That first trade in your career can be jarring. I remember for me, it was incredibly jarring. I was only 21 at the time. So like, it was like the world was upside down yeah. for me <laughs> coming out of college and then being in my first year pro and getting traded, I didn't even know what trades really no. even were because in college there are no trades. What 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 was that feeling like? I mean, because obviously you you had some great success here. Um, you had a humongous year just a couple of years ago. I mean, you had as good a year as any defenseman. Uh, you know, putting up sixty points in the NHL for a defenseman is. I mean, it's insane. I mean, it really is. So, and I know you make jokes. Well, I played with Kaner. Yes, that helps, but you still got to be able to play with Kaner. Yeah. So, what was that like getting traded from here, a place that you loved as much as you do love? And, you know, talk a little bit about your road since you were traded, which ultimately leads you back here now, which is obviously why we're talking. Well, yeah. Uh, I uh, had that 60 point year and then uh, we came back and uh, we had a little rough start the whole team uh, but then we came back uh, had a pretty good run uh, and uh, it felt great felt good uh, and then uh, kind of I kind of knew at the towards the deadline I was gonna get traded because like every reporter was asking me about it and yeah. uh, and it is a business you understand yeah yeah obviously. yeah oh, oh yeah, yeah for sure for sure it was um, I we had a lot of cap issue and stuff like that and it was my signing year too and uh, uh, I know Chicago didn't like me but they couldn't they wanted something out of me when I from the trading and uh, but when I I had heard some rumors about Vegas, uh, Colorado, and uh, good stuff spots. like good, oh, good, good, good spots, spots yeah. like for families and stuff like yeah. that. And I'm not gonna talk about like uh, Calgary, but uh, from Vegas to Calgary, like the whole yeah. the, it was. Uh, I never heard about like Calgary, like from rumors and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it was a shock, just changing 
going from the United States to Canada too. Like how, how is that going to work for my family? Time zone to Sweden. Oh, I mean, yeah. You're moving even farther out of the time zone oh, from yeah. Sweden, which is hard. I yeah. played overseas mm -hmm. having being, being an American player. I played in Finland and Sweden and that was really hard to be on different schedules than my family back in the States. For sure. For sure. And, uh, it's just like the, the kids was born here in Chicago. The, uh, we had a great place here downtown and uh, we felt good and just like that. And yeah, not out of the blue, but like, yeah, that so it's emotional. Yeah, it was emotional. And uh, I, uh, I remember I came to a one, I would think it was Friday. The deadline was a Monday and I had a morning skate. Uh, uh, the reporter come in and ask about the trade deadline and stuff <laughs> like that. And I didn't think about it. Uh, came, went home, had a nap, uh, came to the game, did my routines before, uh, did the warm up and was ready to go for game. And, and right, I think it was like two minutes before we <coughs> walked out and the coach came to me. It's like, yeah, you, we want you to uh, uh, not play the game because we don't know what's going to happen. So at that moment, it was pretty tough. There was a pretty tough uh, uh, moment. It was uh, emotional. It was, uh, well, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's totally. just uh, everything. It's come to uh, like, to... Uh, to a head a little bit. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, And you know the organization, you've had success here, you have friends here, you have a life here. So I promise there was a reason I asked you about that because I heard a rumor that when you got the call and your agent was able to work this deal out here in Chicago as the Blackhawks reacquired you, I heard there were some tears in the family, some tears of joy <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah, it was. Um, some, some, some happy emotions yeah. and from your family. Yeah, so. yeah it was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> My wife uh, pregnant now. I don't know if that was probably <laughs> probably the reason she was crying, but uh, she was uh, she was very happy. I was very happy too, and uh, uh, um, I had a I had a great camp at um, at the Islanders. Um, it was uh, had a great time there, uh, but unfortunately it didn't work out. But uh, I get very happy when they they called here. Yeah. Well, I know ch I was catching up with Dauber and Noah Dobson and mm -hmm. Z yesterday. And mm -hmm. they said the same thing. They thought you were making the team. Um, they thought the Islanders were going to make a move to make it work or do something because of how you performed in camp. Obviously you performed at a level that other teams took notice of in the preseason. You end up back here in Chicago, obviously exciting for your wife, your kids, you're familiar with this place you know the the coaching staff. I mean, there's just such a great level of comfort and familiarity. Um, being able to walk around the rink and say hello to everybody, to everybody and know everybody's yeah. name. Yeah, I mean, exactly. what, a, what a great feeling yeah. that must be. Let's talk a little bit of hockey. Obviously, the season hasn't started the way we had all hoped. Mm -hmm. You know, I was here all of training camp, and I saw a lot of good stuff in training camp. I saw a well-conditioned team. Uh, with a lot of good details and a lot of good habits. The first few games, they just haven't gone the right way. Um, 
you know, you've played with a handful of different players in a handful of different situations. You're on, you know, you're playing on the power play. You're make, you know, you're you're doing your thing. You're getting in the rush. You're you're that's what you're known for. You're a guy who is that extra layer of attack and offense with the skating and the vision. Um, you know, I just remember your first week or two in Philadelphia, Van Riemsdyk saying to me, "This guy makes such a difference on our power play because his vision is just so good." So. What has your adjustment been like back on the ice and getting used to, you know, yes, you're familiar with everyone off the ice, the city. What about on the ice with the guys, with your teammates, with Jeremy this time around? Have you noticed maturity in his coaching? Obviously, you had him in the beginning of his NHL career as a coach. Now you're seeing him a couple years in, a couple more gray hairs maybe for you and for him. Uh, but like, what's been that like you know, the, the hockey side of it and readjusting and and reacclimating yourself? Uh, it's uh, it's been good. Uh, it's it's a lot of uh, stuff that I remember we did before I got traded. Uh, it's a lot of new new stuff too. But uh, I think uh, I think the whole group has uh, has. The group is great, and uh, I think uh, we just—I think we haven't really connected yet. Like I think most of the games we played now too. Like it's—it's uh, it's, we're down like one nothing after fifteen or twenty seconds, and it's—it's uh, it's tough. And then it's like, oh, now uh, if you—I remember when you coming in and you young guy. Now I have to show something. I got to do something. And then you make a play that you, not everyone knows, and uh, trying to do one guy, or you trying to make a better play instead of just shipping it in or uh, shipping it out from the blue lines. And uh, I think that's our struggle right now. It's just gotta keep work, uh, keep doing what we're supposed to do. Like try to keep the game plan going, even if we're down like one or two goals. You just got to keep grinding and keep going at the game plan all the time because now it feels like we're on different different levels and different plans all the time we're not following the game plan and and it's tough way if you if you don't follow the game plan it's tough to to play you you don't know where this guy's gonna do if uh, if he's gonna ship it out in or out or whatever it's it's uh, it's tough and uh, i think like I said before, I think the yesterday was a big, big step forward. Uh, we uh, we came with speed. We came. Uh, we did our stuff in our our own zone, and uh, breakout was good. And uh, and when they scored one goal, it first kind of feels like it's sucking the the air is sucking out of you a little bit. I don't know why, but I think I think we just gotta keep grinding. We gotta keep going, and I think if we can do what we did yesterday tomorrow against uh, Vancouver I think it's going to be great I think we're going to have our bounces with us and uh, and I think uh, for us the defenseman too we got to shoot the puck a little bit more uh, stay on the blue line a little bit uh, now I think we kind of jumping in when we're not supposed to jump in and uh, uh, we got to read the play a little bit better and uh, uh, and but at the same time, I think everyone has to stick with the game plan. Even if we're down a goal or up a goal or whatever, uh, we got to stick to the same same game plan we 
we were talking about before games. So, uh, but it's uh, it's been the tough uh, tough first uh, four games. But uh, this is where the team is going to show what team we are too. Uh, if we come out of this, and and, and we will, and uh, uh, it's it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a great learning process from these four games. You talked about how difficult it is to be a new guy on a new team. You've gone through it a handful of times in the last few years. Do you see that with other guys on this team? You know, guys like Seth Jones spent several years in Columbus, Jake McCabe in Buffalo, Tyler Johnson several years in the same system in, in Tampa Bay. I mean, do you kind of have an appreciation for that learning curve as well of kind of the new guys coming in, not only the young ones, but the veterans and, and getting used to the system and the different ways of life in a new organization, something that they haven't really done a lot in their careers. Uh, yeah, it's always tough to come to a new uh, new team. Uh, it's always always tough to get everyone on the same uh, game plan, same structural. Uh, you got to play the same way, and uh, it's gonna take time uh, and uh, stuff like that. But uh, I think. Uh, I think everyone is shipping in. Everyone wants to win, and every you see it on the practice too. We get good battles. We get great practicing and stuff like that. So I just think that if if we can make, keep working and keep go, going it back to the game plan and keep uh, doing it all sixty minutes, I think this team is going to be great. And we have skills. We have tough guys. We have. Uh, um, great goalies and uh, uh, I just uh, think that uh, if we play the right way even if we're up or down two goals we got to keep playing the right way you uh, played your first game back at the United Center real quick before we go Tuesday night what was it like being out there and, and hearing the fans after playing a whole season last year with barely anyone in the building it was great. It was great. Uh, I uh, I actually told the guys I was gone for two years, but I never played a game in <laughs> United Center against Chicago. So it was uh, no. It was great to uh, hear the national anthem too. Uh, the fans. Uh, uh, no, it was just uh, took. Uh, it was great memories coming back, and uh, uh, I uh, hopefully get uh, the win for them tomorrow. Well, we appreciate your time. Another time, another chance Thursday night, Vancouver coming to town. Uh, we appreciate a few minutes of your time today, and we'll let you get on with your day and get ready for uh, tomorrow's tilt against the Canucks. Thanks for having me. Well, that will do it for this week's episode. Once again, a special thank you to Eric Gustafson. For Colby Cohen, I'm Carter Baum. We'll see you next time on Blackhawks Insider, presented by Chevy Drive Chicago. Drive with Keenan Cage Drive.